This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Miss Brownstone. If you are new, hit that subscribe button. Welcome to the family. And if you are old, welcome back, bitch. <laughs> Tonight we're about to get into some juicy topics. Hi, ladies. So today's episode is entitled, How Did Your Childhood Affect Your Love Life? And as always, my episodes are not in order, but I have something for every fucking body. So you can look at my work, my content, you'll find something that, you know, you're going to gravitate to. But anyways, make a long story short, before I get into it, I want to tell you where this episode came about. This episode came about <laughs> from a drunk night in Jersey, okay? And basically me and my homegirl and my... And my homeboy got together, okay, and we was in the house, and, you know, we was drinking and smoking our blunts, whatever case can be, and we were recording, and this is what we came up with. So I hope you guys enjoy it, but before I basically go in-depth into it, I just want to basically, um, you know, explain some of the things that will, well, the questions that were asked, so you can get really feel of what was going on. So when I talk about your childhood, we're talking about childhood traumas. That happened to you. We're talking about the way you watch your parents love someone, um, the way you watch people love each other in general, what you've seen growing up. We're talking about your first relationship or your first love. Um, just give me a nitty gritty. We're talking about what did you learn from your mom? Like, if you are a woman, what can you say you learned from your mom? And if you are a man, what can you say you learned from your from your father? Because these are our, you know, firsthand at love, okay? These are the people that show us what it's like to be a man or what it's like to be a woman. You know, how a man is supposed to behave, how a woman is supposed to behave. These are the people that mold and grow us into who we are. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, is This is going to be interesting. And I'm telling you, after you hear this episode, you're going to think... You're going to think about your life, okay? And at the end of this episode, I'm going to play a theme song from my childhood. Let's see if you guys know it. <laughs> like, let's go back memory lane. And when this is all said and done, I hope y'all learn something from it. So enjoy, you guys. But my childhood affect my relationships because my mom wasn't the lovey-dovey mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, she wasn't affectionate. She ain't tell you she... My mother ain't tell me she loved me until I moved out. So, Yeah. But for real, no, for real. And I think that's why yeah, I'm not so much too. like huggy and like, oh, I love you. Like, I probably tell y'all I love y'all when I'm drunk. But I mean, I'm working on it now, but I'm not that uh, affectionate, loving type person. My mother was like a real tough love kind of person. And then when it did come to her relationships, my mom was always about a dollar. You know what I'm saying? It was always about what the fuck you could do for me, what you going, how you going to do this, you know what I mean? So I never really seen my mother really love somebody. I always see my mother always about her money. Right. And it was like bread over anything, and sometimes that fucked me up because I could really love somebody strong heartedly, but it'd be like 
my nigga ain't nothing going on but the rent. So what you going to do? But that's just because that's what I've been programmed to see. You know what I'm saying? My mother was, I remember I was youngest, my mother told me straight up, she was like, fuck niggas get money. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> where is this coming from? Like, where we going with this? You know, but to see her in a loving relationship now is different. But I think that's why I get, I had so much of that masculine energy. energy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I like, get while that I'm always too. so aggressive. Ag- not, not I'm aggressive, not really assertive. Uh, yeah, assertive or like people come to me about relationships or they crying to me and I'm just like looking at them like okay my answer is always well, what you gonna do what's next that is true <laughs> because that's how I was my mother used to always be like you crying but crying ain't gonna get the problem done so what you, what you gonna do what's your next move I always thought like that I can honestly say that my mom you know she built a soldier get what I'm saying like my mom with her tough love and her not really um, being proud of anything I did, y'all. Be honest with you, um, I could I could come in here and be the president of the damn White House. My mother be like, "Oh, okay, you know, that's nice." Like, <laughs> but you know, you could have did this differently, or you could have said this differently, or did you know in your speech you pronounced this word wrong? Like, that's how my mom is. So, you know, growing up with that, it kind of made me, you know, it kind of programmed me where it's like. Okay, I could always aim for more, you know, and not only could I always aim for more, but it's like I don't look for validation in anybody else. I don't look for I when I come up with something, I don't go to other people and be like, You think this is a dope idea? Because I'm so used to going to my mom and, and, and saying, Oh, you think this is a dope idea? And she just shoots it down. You know what I'm saying? She was just always real negative. Well, I'm not gonna say always, uh I'm not gonna say she was, my mother's still alive, but yeah, she was real real negative with stuff so growing up I just always was like oh well I don't need to ask nobody what the fuck I, what they think about this I'm gonna just do the shit because when I ask people they just gonna say something negative anyway you know what I'm saying um growing up with my mom always being negative it also programmed me to always prepare for the worst which helped me in a lot of my relationships and which helped me in general in life so my mom being as tough as she was I can honestly say that it molded me to be um, a little tough cookie. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing that you can't throw at me that I, I can't handle, you know? Good childhood, bad childhood. It, it, that, that relationship, why that, that shit really affects you. So how did your, a childhood affect your relationships? My childhood affect my relationships because it was a lot of... How can I say? It was a lot of... Well, I, not a lot, but it was enough secrecies and shit within the family and just growing up and I'm just finding out stuff later and everything like that and parents not really talking to you straight up and stuff like that. So with me, I grew up, like I said, I grew up a quiet person. Wouldn't call myself shy. You're very secretive. But Right, that's what I got out of that. He is, though. Yeah, I'm in relationships, very, he are, very, very secretive, secretive. But at the same time, it's one of the things, like, Ask me the question, I'll tell you. But I'm not gonna. I probably he won't, won't volunteer. I it. probably won't volunteer it. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And he's a, and he's a, you know not to talk about you, but <laughs> he's the type of person that he will listen to your problems and listen to everything you're going through and, and hear you out. But he won't tell you shit about that's wrong with him again. or what's going on with him. But he's, that's most men. No, it's different. Like, Malik-type person, you can have a relationship with this nigga for five years and don't even know where he live at. 
Like that's how secretive he is. You know what I'm saying? That sounds kind of that, that sounds kind of bad though. Where I live at. But man. no, I'm just I'm just being I'm being dramatic. Yeah, but, I mean, that, that sounds. But that, I'm that's, saying that's, like, that's how secretive he is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you don't ask, and if you don't ask the question directly, like the right way, he's not gonna answer it. Like he'll beat around the bush or hit you with it. But it depends because just, just ask he's me, so secretive. Just ask me this. Boom. So basically, you be. You mean be straightforward, don't beat around the bush. Yeah. But but that's kind of cool that you say you, that you've seen that in your household, so that explains why you move like that. You just move as So it's like that, and that's the reason why I said I can't be with a female like me. I have to be with a female that's... Going to force you to communicate. Yeah. Okay. Like, not she ain't babying me or anything like that. Like, I'm still, I still got my own personality. No, not, but you mean like as just far as to like be in, open and to at that be level, honest, yeah, right? at that level, yeah. Because not everybody knows how to communicate. Not everybody wants to work through things and talk about issues. So, how do you think your childhood affects your relationship, Shanice? In a lot of ways, because I grew up like not seeing my parents being able to communicate at all, like. I've always seen my mother and my father, like, always going at it. They could never come to, like, some common ground. You know, it was hard just to have both parents in the room, and it was harder to have both parents in the room, not at each other's throats. Like, it was just always a problem. So I guess in that aspect, I kind of picked that up because... In most of my relationships, it's always arguments. Like tit for tat? Always tit for tat. Always trying to be spiteful. Always trying to, like, get even. As Jamaicans call it, bun for bun. So, I've seen a lot of that growing up. Even with, like, the men in my family. I don't know any guy in my family to not have cheated, stepped out, done something that they ain't got no business doing. And the whole family knows. So, I guess in that way, it kind of normalized cheating. That was somewhere else you need for to say normal. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. No, but it normalized yeah. cheating, and it makes it feel like, okay, if a guy is cheating or if a guy that you're dealing with is cheating, it's okay. Because that's what you see in your uncles, your fathers, mm-hmm. their friends do. So. so, growing up, my mother always said it was, it was normal. I ain't gonna cheat regardless. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to seeing, like, the woman in my family being the aggressor. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to seeing the men in my family being the ones that, like, are the fighters. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I do have some uncles and some brothers and some cousins that ain't real wrapped around the head too tight. But for the most part, I've always grown up to see the woman as the warriors, the fighters, like... The men, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So for me, as a woman, I come off with that dominant. But but is that what, but is that what you want? That's what the, do you mean? Exactly what I said. You come off like that, but is that what you want? She's saying that that's what she's been programmed. That means right. that's what she wants. But I, I, I want her to answer that. Um. <laughs> she's having a hard time answering it. So do you want to be like that? Is what he's trying to say. No, I'm, I feel like you want that for you. It's not that I want it for me, but it takes 
a certain type of man to deal with me. Mm-hmm. Because off the rip, you already know you can't come with me with fuckery. Like, the way you might be able to swingle some girls or talk to some women, you know with me you have to come correct. Mm-hmm. So I don't take it as... Like, oh, this isn't who I am. I feel like it made me who I am. I feel like you being violent like that, you might draw the wrong one away. Because you don't, that shit bright. But that's what because I'm you don't, you don't know how to, um, to communicate. If the what? first thing you go to is hit, you know. I don't go to hit. It's just, I don't like to talk too much. That's me, first thing you go to is hit. And that's something <laughs> I learned. Are, are you, are you very impulsive? What do you mean by impulsive? That means... Uh, that like, means, am, I, am I the one that's quick to fly off the handle? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like... Yeah, if you say some shit that don't sit too well with me, I, yeah, I'm quick to go off. So you are the aggressor. I did say that. I'm used to women seeing... I'm used to seeing women as the aggressor. Like, you won't take so time... So you don't... Like, so you, won't, you won't take time to think about the situation. You just go off... What, what's it depends there. on the situation. I mean, I feel like I've had some time to develop, some time to grow, some time to think, some time to reflect. I feel like it's all a learning process. Um, I'm not as bad as I used to be, I would say. I feel like depending on the situation or to how angry or upset I am, sometimes I do take a moment to sit back and be like, you know what? it ain't even worth it. And then that's when me as an individual would just step away from the situation altogether because I know how I am. And sometimes you have the ability to foresee exactly how a situation is going to play out. And when you see a situation is not going to play out best in your favor, sometimes you have to take emotions away from the situation and start thinking with logic and sense. Like, stop being so irrational and be rational about the situation. Because some individuals would rather see you in certain situations just because they're intimidated by who you are as an individual and what potential that you yourself don't even see. Mm-hmm. Which, that, that's supposed to be something that's supposed to be praised. Like, yo, I'm at I'm potential. Man. But they want to shut it down before you even get it. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fucked up. I ain't gonna lie. I came to Maryland. I was a hothead. I was fucking on up. <laughs> I was whooping his ass. But you know why? Because I thought the shit was normal. And because I always heard a motherfucker say certain shit to you, those are fighting words. It's normal to me to just snap like that. So after my relationship with D and I was whooping his ass... I started to think about, like, damn, I got some shit I got to work on. You know what I'm saying? Where I need I need to learn how to communicate. Like, I can't be out here bashing windows and sitting on top of your car and fucking your shit up and, and expecting nothing to happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Granted, he never put his hands... Well, he did put his hands on me eventually because I hit his ass, and you know what I'm saying? But, make a long story short, is we really do have to learn how to communicate. And I, I really think that if I wasn't with my first... And I wasn't around some of the shit I seen growing up. I wouldn't have act that way. I wouldn't have thought it was normal for me to just, you know, it's, it's, beat your ass. It's, it's, it's all a learning process, guys. I agree. It's all a learning process. That's all. It is. 
Because that's actually how... Like, in a way, I feel like we as females, in some way, if we've never really truly gotten over the situation with our first... Because I feel like our first love is always our first experience into love. And we always somehow either find something similar or the exact same situation, just a different individual. You don't think so? Like, if you really look back at what an example of your first love or true love or love in general is with the individual that you really cared about. My my first thought of love, I, I thought it was just somebody that I could see every day. You know, has <laughs> sex on every day. That's all I was doing. Every day, every That's all I was doing. Day. Every single every day. Every day. I, I, and I was chilling. She was making me, she, she was doing that and making me cheeseburgers. Couldn't beat that. Nothing top that. <laughs> Nothing top that. You lived in La La Land. I was chilling. <laughs> but did you ever look for somebody like when you as you're dating now? Do you look for somebody like her? Hell no. Hell, that was my first, like... You don't think that... You ever think about that? She broke my heart. (laughs) (laughs) She changed me as a... She she, she started the process of me changing as a man. I mean, yeah. She broke my heart so... She broke my heart so bad, I went celibate for two years. (laughs) I was told her I was hurt. I was told that I'm going to school playing football. That was it. I ain't touched nothing in two years. Straight up. Nothing. He said, nah, what's in between your legs is the devil. <laughs> two years. I don't even want your cheeseburgers, bitch. Two cheeseburgers. years, I was hurt. I don't think that could ever happen. But I'm talking about, like, on a Is it a feeling that she got? Level, you got yeah. from her emotionally that you look, that you look for in, in somebody else? From the first till now, that is a good question. Whew. Because I know... Come on, yo, and I was only with her for like five months. <laughs> <laughs> I lost her, like couldn't no, watch no, it. I okay, lost okay. Her. All right, so in I'm your like, in your in your example, one. right? In your example, who would you with for a long time? An individual that you really loved, like someone who you really cared about, like someone who you said, like, all right, I love you for the first time, and meant those words. I wasn't really. Uh, I wasn't in really long relationships, but the feeling comes, I think, from when you know, like... Not the feeling. No, we I'm talking about with the individual. Think of someone that you was in love with. Right. Your real, real love. Not the bitch with the hamburgers. All right? And think about whatever the traits was about her that you loved about her so much. Do you look for that in your mate? Or have you ever looked for that in someone you dated after her? Or do you see certain characteristics in a relationship that is similar yeah. to what you have experienced after Back that? Back then. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because that was the, for me, it was the first experience of me getting the whole home aspect of like now we're getting somewhere living with somebody and waking up in the morning and cooking breakfast and you know going to work shit like that so it felt good so I'm like okay so I guess this is must what it be like when you get married or when you just went to somebody and you live with them so that was like that was the whole that was the first aspect of that but as far as me saying I love that person I can I have love that person for what she done I, yeah, okay. I get what y'all saying. Yeah, I love. So her. you do look for stuff from 
in previous in old uh, and old relationships, old flings. Yeah, because it's all it's all lessons. Like it's all a book. Your life is a book. It's so all you lessons. Look for things that you every, fell in love with. Everybody with that you deal else. with, everybody that you deal with, to the day that you die, you're gonna always learn something from somebody, whether they hurt you or they make you feel good. You like you just really learn from them, and you, it's gonna be a part of you. Yeah, it's gonna be a part That's of you, true. and it's gonna make so you. So it's gonna actually you're saying it's, it's gonna make, build up. It's gonna build up and make you more cautious, though. You know, mm-hmm. as, as the older so you get. So, what is some traits that the person you, whoever you thinking about right now, that you mm-hmm. fell in love with, that you look for in somebody else? I just told y'all, like just the like the aspect, the feeling of home, the feeling of home. The, yeah, I that, that could just say that the feeling of home because that's just a broad aspect. What about you? I keep going. I don't know because you keep going. We got three people here. (laughs) If if okay, so we're talking about the question that I asked him. Yeah, what is it? Because this all plays a role in your childhood because when you was younger, this is who you fell, who you fell. So in that aspect, Mm -hmm. my family is like from Jamaica, so I can honestly say like what feels like home to me is if I'm talking to someone who's Caribbean. I'm talking about your first love. He was Caribbean. He was Caribbean. That's that's why I'm bringing that up. He was Caribbean, and he was an example of the type of men that I saw growing up. Like. That's from my father. That's from my uncle. That's from his friends. Oh, that's that's from motherfucking work. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. if we're talking about well, you can't say that because we were young. Okay. So, All right. if you're talking about in that aspect, then yes, that's that definitely that's what you that played a role. But that was later down the line. Okay. That wasn't like my first love. All right. It will more so be like, I guess you can kind of say like. Because men, they take time to grow up. So I can say in my position, I date men who are two examples of my father. Who he is now and who he was before. So the two always, like... So you know already, like... Play a role. The characteristics is Caribbean. It's Caribbean. Growing up now, it's a hard worker. You would definitely put the cheat in, the flirt in. Like the baby mama drama, all of that into one because that's what I grew up seeing. That's what I mm-hmm. grew up knowing. Like my father got like five kids by five different women. Oof. So and they all each batshit crazy in their own way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I grew up I with her. this woman having a problem with that woman, this woman feeling limited about this, like this woman is still stuck on him. So it was always drama. And even if I didn't see that example from my father, who he associated himself with also played a role in that. I need a drink. And then it's like, (laughs) I grew up not really... My father was around, but he wasn't around. Like, I can say I seen him, but I didn't see him. Because he was always working. So, when he wasn't working, he was at the gambling house. So, I guess, in a way... I don't know. Like, that also plays a role into my relationship, too. Um, my first wasn't nothing like what I seen in my childhood. Because my mom ain't really had men like that around. Like, I mean, of course, I had my daddy, but he was in jail. And then, like, the other man that raised me, the Haitian guy, he... So, my mother was... I don't know, man. But my first was not like my what I seen from my childhood. But, however, my first fucked me up because when I do date people now... 
I always compare them to my first. Mm-hmm. I hate that shit, but my first fucked me up because I always look for someone that remind me. You want some? Mm-mm. That remind me of him, or that got something that got some that got him in in them. But when if when me and my first first separated and everything like that, like when it first hit me that we wasn't together, when I did meet a guy that made me feel how he felt, I ran. I was scared. Remember the first time me and you kissed, and I was like, oh, oh, oh nigga, this ain't right. You trouble. So. I, if I felt that feeling, I would run from it. But as I got older, the characters that I found in him, I and I looked for in other people. You know what I'm saying? And my, my first just was like, he was a real, he was about his money. Like, he was a, a, a go-getter. He would hustle and then still have his job. You know what I'm saying? But he also was like, my ride or die, my homie. Even though he did all the fucked up shit he did. You know what I'm saying? And I learned a lot from him and I feel like he just molded me into who I am now. So when I do meet people and I date other people, I do look for those characteristics. Like, are you a go-getter? Can I tell you any and everything? You get what I'm saying? Can you add value to me? Even if it's not on some, like, just financially, like, if it's just mentally. You get what I'm saying? And my first was a fucked up person, but he always told me the truth. Even when if I, even if it was hard as fuck, if it was the fucked up truth, he always told me the truth. And I know that's something I do look for in somebody. You're going to tell me the truth. Even if you could tell me you just slept with five bitches before you had sex with me, I'm going to respect you because you told me the truth. And just because someone tells you the truth don't mean you have to accept it, you know. But you do respect the fact that they was bold enough to tell you the truth, you know. So I feel like that kind of hit me later on in life. I didn't experience that, or I, I grasped that until I got older. Yeah, for me too. Yeah. The truth? Yeah. Yeah, like, you're, like, I get what you're saying, but I guess for my mindset and my development, that kind of hit me up, like, later on in life. Well, my first was way older than me. I met him at 15. We dated well, dealt with each other when I was around, what, 16? He was in college, so... But, again, that also plays back to how we were raised. Because if you already had that mindset of, okay, how can you add value to me, then, of course, whoever... You're going to look for somebody right? older. So, mine's is a little bit different. I grew up seeing my father always being in the gambling house and always not being responsible for his money. So, most of the guys that I end up dating... Like, it's like when they were with me, like, before we got together, they had their shit together. And then when we got together, they fell off. And mm-hmm. they just never got it right. And I was always doing that was, like, yeah, or stroking their ego or making them feel good or comfortable about themselves so they don't feel like less of a man in this situation. I feel like our fathers fucked us up relationship-wise, yo. I do, too. And that shit is crazy. That's some bullshit. My father fucked me up. I don't know if I, what the fuck I want. Shit. I always find myself, because my father was in jail, so you know what I'm saying? But I always find myself falling. This is a whole other topic, because I got a whole lot of <laughs> <laughs> No, no it's still the same topic. It's still your childhood, when you really think about it. Because your child, you come, we, think about, we talked about the way your mother was. What's this? Pour a little bit of the champagne in that. It's deeper than that, girl. So, it, um, oh, I got the, what the fuck about, I've been drinking, I've been drinking, watermelon, um, Malik got the cup of champagne. What? Oh. What the fuck, she putting this dark shit in the, she, thank you. 
Alright, whatever. It is what it is. Um my father fucked me up because my father was in jail, right? Most of my life. I met my dad again when I was ten. At this point, I'm like, who the fuck this black nigga? You get what I'm saying? Um so when I finally met him again, I came around him when he was like he was gang banging and he was selling drugs and he had the gun and shit. I've been picking up my first gun, I was young and shit. Make a long story short, I seen that. But my dad wasn't around. I grew up a Haitian man raised me. So I always be stuck in between a do I want an American hood nigga or do I want a Caribbean guy? Because I had two different father figures growing up. But because my dad is who he is and he's actually my father, I always have to have a dude that got a little bit of hood in him. No matter what the fuck it is, I always got to be with a nigga that's from the streets. And it's maybe just because of what I've been around. And even when you think about, like, the males that was in my life, like my uncles, my cousins and shit like that, they all hood niggas. So it's like, that's what I'm kind of used to seeing. Because that's what I'm thinking. Growing up, that's what I known as, that's what's going to protect you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, eh, my daddy fucked me the fuck up. I wish he didn't, but he did. Right, William, get your shit together. you say it's another aspect on it too like you could you could also like you said from the childhood you could be raised so closed you know what I mean you you raised so close you want to know what's outside but your parents know da 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 stay in the books blah 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 but the moment you get that freedom you just let loose like a dog off a leash yeah like you know what I mean people I know you talking about being sheltered Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It, it go both ways. Like, it, it, it can happen like that too. Like, we were saying, our dad fucked us up as for our dating life because yeah. we look for somebody like them. So, do you think you look for somebody like your mother? So, why you think God? Why you think God's acting with it yet? I, I don't know. That's why we got you here. To right. answer. No, they, <laughs> that, they act like that because of their mother. The way their mother raised them. Why you? Why you think you got the guys that be with females? They so old protective. They ready to fight anybody. But but they know they ain't shit to her. But when she was somebody flirting with her or something like that, he ready to kill him. Cause that's how y'all was with y'all moms. Same shit. So do you look for somebody like your brother? Nah. You don't think so? Have you ever been with somebody like your mom? I mean, sign wise, yeah, yeah. Not zodiac sign, but, but okay. But we could. I mean, I I believe in some what, some in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, cause my mother real flip flop, with her emotions and shit like that. I've been with somebody that's like that. Like, it's like it's like they could be happy, but you would never really know. Because when they piss off, they really piss the fuck off. So it's just like, what you, what you want me to like? Can't read this bitch. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's how my mother is like. Mm. And that's why I'm so nonchalant with females. That's probably why I'm nonchalant with females. Because my mother always been flip flopping and shit. It's just been like, as I got old, that shit started blowing my shit. It's like. <laughs> and this is women. Yeah, like, I'm like, I know they all don't act like her, but it's like, God damn. <laughs> like, for real, like, I love you to death, mom. I can't deal with this shit. God damn, like, I done spazzed my mother so many times, <laughs> but she respected. 
because she know how she is. Mm-hmm. So she's like, yeah, I do need that. I'm like, yeah, you do. You really do. <laughs> Coming crazy, like. But it is. I mean, it, it is what it is, though. I love you, Ma. I ain't talking about you too much. <laughs> sip, sip on that. I'm going to sip on that. Do you think your dad played a role in how you are in relationships or how you are in general? Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. I was about to hell say definitely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because that's an example of their men. Even if not their dad, their uncles. Yeah, like. Some uncle or older cousin, some older male like, figure plays a role into how guys read relationships because that's the first example of how they right. see to even communicate and how they even interact and deal with a female. It's like giving them rules to the playbook. And that's what my pops did. My pops, my pops was named Thomas. So I, I, was learning, I was learning this shit when I was young. Like, he just put me on game about everything. Like, he just, like, observe. Yep. They sit back and they I watch. Was, I observe, then speak. Mm-hmm. That's all he used to say. I observe, then speak. And it's be like... Mm. And then they showed him how they talk to girls. Like, when they about to bag a little, bag a little shorty... They be like, watch this. And they just sit back and they just watch how they father do what he do. And they pick mm. it up. What? So I would, what is she, this shit good as hell. This Verdi, whatever this is, this shit good. <laughs> this shit good as hell. I thought you had, oh no, I got it. But that's, how my, that's how my pops taught me. Like, young as hell, we used to be. Everybody parents done taught them some like, shit, huh? Like, my pops used to buy me whatever I wanted. My, my mom's too, but. Pops used to buy whatever I wanted. Every time he got paid, we used to be out. Just go out somewhere, just be chilling. They just quoting me mad shit. Like, what What your mama taught you, Shanique? Mm, as far as dealing with guys and relationships? Well, again, you can say that. Or in general, whatever you want to share. Um, I can say my mom taught me a lot. My mom taught me how to be independent, how not to depend on anyone, and, like, you know, how to get it by any means necessary, whether you got to rob, beg, pull, like, whatever you got to do to make ends meet, you make ends meet. Um, I can also say, like, as far as relationships, I guess my mom taught me examples of what I don't want. And what, you know, I would do better, I would say. I wouldn't say my mom taught me, like, anything good in relationships because I've always seen it being combative. Mm-hmm. So I know, like, moving forward, that's I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to be combative because that shit, that shit drains your energy. Mm-hmm. No, I'm agreeing with her, yeah. Like, that shit is tiring. Like, when you done... You be feeling, like, drained on the, like, uh, inner level, like, inside. It's, like, your peace. Like, who you are as an individual, like, it's just not the same. Like, your energy, your vibe, everything is just off. Mm. And that's not a headspace that anybody should be in over an individual and a person. Like, if it ever gets to that point, I feel like you just got to let it go because that's not for you. What's for you should never be forced have it it should always come with ease right like that's true
Well, ladies, we are 34 minutes in. Oh, my God. I hope you guys learned something from our little drinking convo uh, podcast episode. Um, If you didn't, you know, get the message, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you with the message. And the message is that things in your past that you went through in your past um, played a role in who you are today and helped mold you into who you are today. And you cannot dwell on the past. You have to let the past be the past. You have to learn from it and keep it moving, you know. So, you guys, just think about what you went through in your childhood. What did you see that caused you to be the truth, the way that you are? And let's work on that. Because we cannot experience growth until we actually face the problem head on, okay? Not acknowledge the problem, face the problem head on. And we also need to embrace the fact that our parents were the best parents that they knew how to be. Can't nobody teach you anything that they don't know. So, therefore, our parents passed down these things, these traits to us because this is what they knew helped them in their road to be successful. So, don't bash your parents and don't beat yourself up. All right, ladies? All right. So, as always, ladies, keep it classy, and I look forward to hearing from you guys.